Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who You Got. My name is Dayton Hammond. Who You Got is a show about creating brackets for things that don't normally have brackets. Now, you may be asking, what is a bracket exactly? Well, a bracket or tournament bracket is a tree diagram representing a series of games played in a knockout tournament. Each episode, we create a bracket for a specific topic and determine the best of that topic through a series of debate matchups. Today, helping me fight our way through today's tournament is my main meme man, Michael Muchmore. How are you doing, Michael? Doing great, Dayton. Doing great. Awesome. Thanks for joining me on this bright, sunny Saturday morning to talk about memes. Now, do you think a couple years ago you would have seen yourself in this position? Abs- oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. The natural... I've been in the meme game for a very long time. Yep, this is only a natural progression, of course. Awesome. So, now there are a couple rules we must follow as we make our way through the bracket. There are five minutes allowed to each matchup, and then at the end of five minutes, we'll decide a winner based on the arguments, not on our own preferences. As we have alluded to so far, this month's topic is 2019 Twitter memes so far. Need to express your frustration with society at large or want to explain a relatable everyday behavior? Find an archaic cartoon or a silly stock image and slap some words on it. We'll be debating eight of these tweetable witticisms to determine 2019's most dank so far. Now, let's take a look at the bracket. We have... uh, In the number one seed, the girls' and boys' locker rooms going up against the number eight seed, explaining to Miss Juicy. In the number four seed, we have... Ah, shit, here we go again. Going up against number five, the traveling cultural SpongeBob. Excited for that one. That was a... Strange day. A strange 24 hours on the internet. Which is saying something. Number two seed going up against the number seven seed. That's what if we kissed going up against the Spider-Men thinking. And then in the final quarterfinal matchup we have Powerful Shaggy, the number three seed, going up against the number six seed. I'm blank retort. Michael, what do you think about this bracket so far? I think it's going to be a good good one. Yeah, this (laughs) has been already a really insane year for Twitter memes. We talked a little bit about before this, before recording here, how quickly the meme cycle has started to move along. It's a lot of these only lasted maybe a handful of days. Yeah, it's mid-June and we're getting like at least seven new memes a week. Yeah, we had to narrow this down from a much larger list and it's pretty crazy how much of these have really stuck in the the meme cultural lexicon. And already. which ones just disappear. Yeah, exactly. Like we mentioned with the traveling cultural Spongebob one already, that one lasted a real hot 24 hours. I have not seen it since. <laughs> Me neither. And it was crazy. I saw all these articles on AV Club and on Vox, things like that, and they were irrelevant within 12 hours. I'm glad it's been fully documented, though. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. But you're, you're a man who spends a lot of time on Twitter. Tell us a little oh, about Oh, unfortunately. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a big Twitter head, early mm. adopter, joined in 2009. Nice. That's, yeah, that's awesome. nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you joined while it was still fun, right? It's been horribly deleterious to like my... A sense of cognition in the world, <laughs> but it's been a fun time. I don't regret a thing. Awesome. That's great. Hey, that's if that's the highest compliment we can give social media right now, I'd, I'd say that's a win for them. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's a salve on the burning wound of existence. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy Twitter as well. I'm probably not as deep into the meme game as yourself, but I, I've really catered the people I follow to try to build some semblance of uh, of a positive feed, and most of the time it works. But you know, always somebody breaks through, and um, once in the, once in a while, one of these memes will break through, and that will be a, a shining ray of light in my day as well. Mm-hmm. So, let's dive right into it, shall we? Yeah. In the first matchup, we have number one: the girls and boys locker rooms going up against the number eight seed, explaining to Miss Juicy. Let's get five minutes on the clock. First matchup, here we go, starting now. All any, right. Any preferences right out the gate? Um, you know, they're both very fun to deconstruct. They both have a lot of, like, good rules for their setup that can also be broken. Like, I've seen the Explaining to Miss Juicy where both panels are the explaining Oh, really? Person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's, it'll, it's like me explaining to myself why I need to do this and me agreeing with oh, myself. Oh, yeah. But I really like that one. 
that's a good one. It's just a, it's very funny. It can be very specific. Yeah. Some of the better ones I've seen are like me explaining to my mom before school why I need the CSI investigation kit yeah. from the Scholastic Book Fair that oh my day. Gosh, were you a book fair kid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's Run awesome. Book fair. I, I hope those are still a thing in elementary schools. I hope it hasn't been lost. It was lost always, to time. I was so excited to come back from like recess and have the. The Scholastic Book Fair handout on your desk. Yep. Oh. Yep. Time to go shopping, boys. Yeah. It's yeah, it, that was fantastic. And this and this meme really does capture that weird frantic energy <laughs> of like trying to explain to your mother why you need this absurd thing, like why you need another booklet of cheat codes for your N sixty four games. Oh, yeah. It's the best. It's just like the the like unwillingness and like incapacity to understand of the person that you're explaining to yeah it's oh my god captured perfectly by miss juicy oh it's the best yeah so she's from little women atlanta correct i believe so she's been the subject of quite a few memes yeah okay i thought this is the only one i've seen her in and i and i love it she really does capture that sense of complete detachment from what's happening um really really well i think my favorite variation on it was now, now, of course, you mentioned that they can be really manipulated in a, in a couple different ways as well. And uh, the left panel was manipulated with Dumbledore's face, and the right panel had Harry Potter's face, and it was, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> I, I thought that was very good. Again, this meme was very good at capturing the energy of those moments, that weird intensity that's going on. Uh, I really enjoy it. I love to see that one. I, I think it's very funny and relatable. Uh, the Boys and Girls Locker Room one. Hmm. <laughs> this one, I don't know where this came from, but I remember seeing it and just uh, being like enamored with it. It's so funny. Yeah, I I just love how it immediately jumped to absurdity. Yeah. I think we'll we'll find that with a lot of these memes. I think over the past couple years, I've seen you know memes sort of start off in a re- relatively tame place. You could maybe even say that about the explain to Miss Juicy one, and then eventually they just sort of snowball into that realm of non sequiturs, that sort of thing. Uh, the Boys and Girls locker room almost started in that place. It definitely did because it would. I remember like one of the first ones I saw. It was like in the girls' locker room, and it was like girls talking about like brushing their hair and like which boys they thought they were pretty or something. Yeah, and then the the it goes boys' locker room, and I think it was like that famous like fresco of Plato and Aristotle oh in the forum. That's amazing. <laughs> Just like all right, we're here. <laughs> We're ready for it. Yeah, it had so many weird historical <laughs> references right off the bat. A lot of the ones that I saw, you know, again, start off with the girls. is sort of like, oh, P.E. is the worst. And then it jumps to, like, a very famous, like, militaristic image yeah, or something. Yeah, it'll be something insane. It's not always making the boys out to be smart. Sometimes it is making them out to be, like, horribly violent. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, my favorite one, I think, was one that you actually retweeted. And it was... Uh, Again, girls' locker room, something very tame and normal, and it was boys' locker room, and it was a scene from Kingdom Hearts yes. 2. Uh, and where nothing gathers, with the organization gathered in their thrones oh. discussing something like, something that's only weighty and lofty within a JRPG. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> and the first line, because it was a video, and the first line of dog, a dialogue that was said in that video was, when was the last time any of us have felt anything? <laughs> Which, I don't know, that just... Uh, that that hit some sort of nerve with me that just made me lose my mind. It was hysterical. I comparing these two memes is is really difficult because they both are very relatable in some ways. One in a more silly way than the other, and one in more of a direct, hard hitting way. So. They both have that. Um, esta- they establish tension with dialogue, and then they just kind of like slap this kind of like. Uh, image loaded with meaning in your face. Yeah. Whether or not it's with, with it's juicy, like you get the like, the long little like sometimes quasi paragraph of like why you're explaining something to your mother. Yes. <laughs> then with juicy is just this like it's a just a, a a very like strong period to the meme where it's just like this is the face the blank expressionless face the no dialogue it's just kind of like that abruptness to the punchline is very funny about that and I think you get the same thing. Um, in Boys and Girls Locker Room where you have a dialogue opener and then just kind of this like you know juxtaposed image that uh, is an absurdity yeah absolutely so they both mesh like that yeah they we bo- do have to pick a, a, a winner yeah we've already reached five minutes about this and oh yeah this is really tough because I love both of these I think these the two of these are probably some of my favorites from across the year so far ones I could see myself using 
in the future. Mm-hmm. I think where I'm leaning right now is explaining to Miss Juicy Me because too. it has <laughs> it has a little bit more of a, a colloquial application, if you know what I mean. Like I can see myself using this in group chats and things like that. The boys and girls locker rooms ones are. They're, that's the joke. Like, that's it. They don't fit into a larger conversation, necessarily. Miss Juicy could be the reaction image to someone's, like, frantic paragraph-long text about nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. And it's and the Boys and Girls Locker Room one is just sort of like, ah, here's this funny Yeah, it's almost like, a, thing I've seen. like the three guys walk into a bar joke. It really is, yeah. Just as funny, but... Um, also, Miss Juicy's had a lot more, like, longevity. Yeah. Yeah, just as a as a meme, I've continued to see it. Whereas I haven't seen Boys and Girls Locker Room outside of like the maybe two or three weeks it existed. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. So in terms of the uh, these twenty nineteen memes that have come and gone so quickly, I think explaining to Miss Juicy has. I think the most we all potential. relate to that one a little bit more. Yeah. I think sometimes we all feel like the frantic child, and sometimes we all feel like Miss Juicy. Yeah. That's very true. I think there's a lot more to unpack about that beam, too, especially since it's this constructed thing of two different, technically unrelated images, but somebody put them together and made this glorious thing. So I think we shall continue Miss Juicy's legacy and move her on to the next round. Awesome. Let's get another five minutes on the clock for the next matchup. We have, ah, shit, here we go again with... The Cultural Traveling Spongebob. Number four and five seed going up against one another. We got five minutes on the clock. Let's go. So we just have to address. Cultural Spongebob lasted for like 18 hours tops. Yes. (laughs) And, oh gosh. Okay, so what do you think grounds this meme? What is the core? What is at the heart of this meme? Because I've seen so many variations on it. In its fledgling hours, a lot of it was like making fun of people for like, um, I don't know, it was like a... The, there was all these things like, uh, you know, me when I boil water perfectly for my pasta, and then it would be Spongebob, like, dressed in, like, a stereotypical Italian garb. Yes. Just, like, on the canals of Venice. Or it would be, like, me when I say we instead of yes, and then it was, like, Spongebob in front of, like, the Eiffel Tower with, like, that oh, kind of, of Parisian accordion music in the background. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so I think, I think that's where it came from, but then it just started to turn into... Something so beautiful, something so fleeting. Yeah, I really started to zone in on that very specific screen sh- screenshot of SpongeBob. He's playing sort of a damsel in distress uh, beside Patrick, who's playing a robber for some reason. I don't remember the context of the episode. SpongeBob, at this point, is just one giant amalgamate that just penetrates our <laughs> culture in any way it so pleases. It's uh, fantastic in that way. But I think there's something about that that blank stare. It's a little vacant <laughs> that SpongeBob does. And it's really, really bizarre. I think one of my favorite one, my favorite variation on it, did have an element of that travel to it, but it was uh, a little bit more pointed than that. It was how we all act after one sociology class and it was Spongebob in like communist <laughs> Yes! <laughs> the, the internationally played yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. That was really good. That really... It's, uh, I, I like that because it sort of captured how, you know, people just sort of take on culture absent-mindedly and might not necessarily actually think about it. It's really funny. I, I, I think it has a lot of potential not only just be inherently hysterical but to also have some punch to it, which is cool. It is a good, like, critique. I've also, I have seen it used that way to critique, like, other subgroups, especially on Twitter. Like, I've seen versions making fun of, like, cherry emoji Twitter, oh. which is girls that, like, listen to Lana Del Rey and talk about <laughs> how they're going to kill their sugar daddy. But Holy crap. <laughs> in reality, they probably, like, they're not. <laughs> there's, a, there's a group of people that fall under that umbrella? With cherry those cons- emoji Twitter, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have so much to learn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's. I think there's a lot to the cultural traveling SpongeBob meme. I think, even though it ha- it was so fleeting, I think we can. We, it has potential but to be revived. I think Ah shit, here we go again was very universal though. That's true. Because I saw that used in like memes about like specific like industry things for architecture. I saw it all over the place. I, one of my favorite ones was like the Ah shit, here we go again guy walking forward. And then it says, like, in the background you see, like, uh, Rhino 6 has stopped working. (laughs) (laughs) That made me and all of my friends laugh. But, like, it's part of that greater meme experience where someone could see that, like, glean that um, this is Rhino crashing. Rhino 6 stopped working is something that happens quite often. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah, what I that's I, I'm you're absolutely right. It has very specific applications within you know little little in groups. Yeah, and it really resonates with people because it's has that tiredness, it has that exasperation. It's really funny in that way. What I really enjoy about the meme is the fact that we start we're starting to at least in some sort of indie game um, sex of the universe uh, see polygonal graphics sort of celebrated again it's great i so you know we sort of grew up in the ps1 n64 era and i still love those graphics but there was this point in time where it sort of people are like no those are universally and objectively ugly but here we see it again in all its glory and i i I love i love that (laughs) just this it is a celebration of that it really is i think there's i think there's something appealing about that also i remember my favorite one on this and it was me opening uh postmates after a night out of drinking at 3 a.m and then my debit card oh Oh, shit here we go (laughs) my favorite one oh gosh this it was him sitting down in a theater even though he was still moving, it was very funny. And on the screen, it said "Mamma Mia," and I said, "Oh shit, here we go again." <laughs> Talked about "Mamma Mia" in the last episode of "Who You Got." Go check that out. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, that one that that one caught me off guard. That was really funny. But uh, that does that you memes universal appeal have power over the cultural SpongeBob sort of silliness and uh, really outlandishness? That was just. It was just such a day of such, like, the production of meme on that day was so high. Yeah. Cultural, because there was just a new one constantly. And that one, it looked like it takes, like, a certain amount of effort to Because they are videos. Yeah, it's a video-based meme, and you have to get, like, the appropriate audio in the background, and you have to make the camera move around SpongeBob. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm tempted to give it to Cultural SpongeBob just because it was such a glorious day. Yeah, it... It represents a unique aspect of meme culture in that there can be these really insane spikes in productivity <laughs> and creativity in, in many ways. And, ah shit, here we go again. We might be sort of uh, stomping on some of the precedents we used to move Miss Juicy forward, but this one is maybe a little bit more tame, not going to surprise you as much. It definitely has more applications, but it doesn't really break through and surprise you in the way a lot of these memes do. It doesn't have hmm, it doesn't have that punctuation that I really liked about Miss Juicy. And this one is a sort of you, you see it and you read it in a softer, easier way and it goes down easier. <laughs> yeah, it's a palatable meme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And to its detriment, I think in this case. So I, I, I'm totally cool with moving uh, cultural SpongeBob. I think we move forward, forward our, our bright shining star. Our bright shining star. Yes, absolutely. So cultural. You're gonna have to send me the articles about that. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I read AV Club almost every day, and it's it was just wild. I I remembered seeing one or two memes that morning featuring the cultural traveling SpongeBob, and. Suddenly, I saw an article about it, and I was like, "Wait, didn't these just start?" It was a strange moment, and I, I'm glad we're moving it forward because I think it, it merits discussing a little bit more. Beautiful moment. So, next we have the number two seed. What if we kissed? Going up against the number seven seed, Spider-Man. Thinking. Let's right. get. I'm in love with the "What if we kissed" meme just because it like started off on the far, like in the far realms of plausibility. Yeah. And just like it became, it would. Uh, it's just like. It's funnier when it's, like, a strange, like, obtuse, like, idea or location yeah. that you're proposing to kiss on. Yes. Like, the, I think the, one of the first ones I saw was, what if we kissed at Toyotathon? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, Toyotathon is something, it's a cultural uh, wave, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I, it's... We're all just living one Toyotathon to the next, right? <laughs> That's that's all life is. It's just a cycle of Toyota thoughts. And I I love it because it I love the use of the blushing emoji. Yeah, that's very important to the text graphic. Absolutely, it's oh man, it leans into the cringe, which is something I haven't really seen necessarily captured in a meme this ubiquitous. It, usually, it's like a pretty straightforward joke or just sort of relatable, but this one just leans into parody <laughs> so much, and it's really really interesting in that way and i i love how immediately ridiculous it got my favorite variation on it was you play pokemon games right yeah 
So my favorite one was, what if we kissed in the Hall of Origin, which is where you find <laughs> the god Pokemon Arceus. <laughs> Diamond, Diamond and Pearl? Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, I did have a screenshot of Diamond really, and Pearl. That really, uh, <laughs> really tickles my funny bone. Right? It's, it's, it's famously a Pokemon Generation 4 apologist. Yeah? Oh, awesome. Well, that's, that's good to hear. It needs its defenders. It Gotta get those remakes. Gotta get those remakes. One day. One day. It'll happen. We'll come back to you. But Sinnoh? Sinnoh, yeah. <laughs> and well, it, this this meme is just so consistently ridiculous. Like, another one I saw was, what if we kissed at the neighborhood high voltage box? <laughs> yeah. I just love how weirdly specific this meme is. I saw gets. one that was like, what if we kissed in uh, Rembrandt's The Night Watch? Which is like one of those like <laughs> famous giant mural paintings. That's so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it, it, I even made a couple of these. Like, did uh, you? Yeah, based on like my thesis research. That's awesome. <laughs> Just felt the spirit like move me to make these. I mean, they don't make sense to anybody that <laughs> doesn't study. That's the thing, though. Is like this. This meme is like trying to capture like a very specific like part of of, of Tumblr and sort of teenage flirting and things like that. But it also is that like high absurdity where just like it never makes sense yeah and you can add anything into it so so to sort of build off of the architectural historical academic side of it one of my other favorite ones was what if we kissed in the panopticon (laughs) which is the design of a prison so you can see everybody (laughs) Um, it's fantastic so it's not it's such a flexible meme in that it can point out specific areas of our daily life that we don't think twice about and are very silly and that sort of thing but it can also reach back into the specific little details of our high school textbooks and give us something ridiculous there beautiful like that yeah absolutely so spider-man thinking yeah I think this is a really sweet meme. I think it's a very yeah, wholesome one. It is. Because the first one I saw was uh, my dad working on a home repair project, and that was, of course, the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Peter P. Parker? Yes. He was sitting there with his hand on his chin and everything, and then Miles was me holding the flashlight. <laughs> I think this meme is very specifically like almost exclusively just like relatable yeah it, it it's also that. like a drawing challenge meme though because people will take you know two characters from other other media that have that kind of relationship oh, yeah and draw them like that which is fun to see i love a, a good little parody art yeah absolutely i there were sometimes when i saw it break through and have a little bit more of a, a scathing effect to it <laughs> like one common was one i saw was peter b parker as marvel cinematic universe and then miles as the dc extended universe <laughs> so there's that element to it as well where it's making fun of those who are trying to mimic the others and uh, maybe doing so on only a superficial level there's that to it as well i think the meme succeeds best when it has that little bit of a wholesome element to it another another very wholesome one i saw was peter b peter b parker labeled as jesus and miles labeled as the apostles great okay sure (laughs) uh i i love it for that but i don't know if that's that gives it the legs that something like what if we kissed has what if we kiss is just funnier like yeah. on the whole <laughs> yeah it's sort of like it, it just like flips those switches in your brain that make you like need to scream out loud it's <laughs> it's true yeah it, it captures something primal <laughs> yeah I, I i think spider-man thinking is just a little bit too tame for its own good i love that a meme came out of this movie though uh yeah into the spider-verse's Phenomenal. I, man, I saw it. I lost track of how many times I saw it in I theaters. I only saw it twice. Well, we have a mutual friend who saw it at least eight times in <sighs> theaters. And I don't blame her. <laughs> it's so good. So <laughs> if if there's anything good to be garnered from this meme, it's that go and watch Into the Spider-Verse yeah, for sure. several times. It's, it's a great movie. And I, just... I, I hope we mine it again for more of those cool moments because... I do love that the meme captures that the expressiveness that we are, they were able to instill in the Spider-Man characters that isn't necessarily possible in movies and that sort of thing. So it's the best. But I'm going to vote for What If We Kiss just because it also has that like uh, white impact with a black border, border font like yeah. on the image macro, like old school memes. Oh, that's and true. I love anything with the blushing face emoji associated with it. Yes. And it definitely makes me laugh harder. <laughs> that's true. It... 
has that a little bit more of that element of surprise that we've been talking about. So, what if we kiss? Is moving on to the next round. We have one more quarterfinal match to settle before we move on to the semifinals, and that is the number three seed, powerful Shaggy, going up against the number six seed, I'm blank retort. Let's get five minutes on the clock again, and here we go. Okay. Powerful Shaggy is the strangest thing in the world, and I love it. I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden, people on Twitter were proclaiming Shaggy to be, like, this, like, dark, vengeful god. <laughs> just, like, this yes. being of, like, untold power and, like, an untold age who just, like, had no consideration for the human race. It was so bizarre. And I, what I love about it is that it really got its fingers into all sorts of Scooby-Doo media pies. Like, it's, <laughs> I saw it in taken in more of, like, an anime style. Like, there's this one scene in one of the Scooby-Doo direct-to-video movies where Shaggy's under hypnosis and just beats the snot out of some bikers. It's, it's a fun scene, and somebody put some Dragon Ball Z music to okay. it, and so that was, you know, that, <laughs> that was the goof, and it was a good one. And then I've also seen... Probably this is probably the most common version of the powerful Shaggy meme I've seen. In that it's behind the scenes footage of the early two thousand Scooby Doo oh, live action movie? movie. Oh my! And it's all of the actors like Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. and Linda Carnellini like talking about how Matthew oh, yeah. Lillard, Matthew Lillard is like the vessel for Shaggy, <laughs> who is this omnipotent, omniscient god who has existed from the beginning of time and he's just trying... This interdimensional like, a human like <laughs> force. It's so fascinating to me. What I, Those were great. What I think really sets the meme apart and what's really made it stick out to me so far this year is that it's one joke, but it's asking you to take it to the extreme. Instead of sort of providing you a space where you can like, oh, insert your own joke that you and your friends will get. This is one joke that you, the internet is asking you to participate in. Yeah, it's asking you to make a joke about powerful Shaggy. Yeah. Like, it doesn't exist within, like, an image format. There's no standard, like, uh, powerful Shaggy reaction image. Yeah. There's just Shaggy. Yes. <laughs> All is Shaggy. There's just Shaggy. He's just an idea. And... A powerful one. <laughs> Which is funny because one of the variations on the meme I saw was, was live action Shaggy, Matthew Lillard, just doing a, a behind the scenes moment. And he was saying the human race actually would have passed away several, several years ago. Shaggy has been planta- implanting every single good idea that the human race has ever had since the year 1500 in people's minds to keep the human race alive. It's like, by my hand alone, the human race has survived. It was very, thank you, Shaggy. Very strange. <laughs> So, the I'm blank retort. Yes. We have... This is for something completely and utterly different. Exactly. I, and as, as it is always the case with Who You Got, the, the lineup and the matchups are completely random. And it's interesting that we got this juxtaposition, this completely uncontainable meme that is powerful Shaggy, and then we have... The I'm blank retort, which is... Which is a pure text yep. meme, which mm-hmm. is something I enjoy about it, because that's very Twitter-specific. Yes, it's true. Is to have this, like, meme that's, like, dependent on, one, like, the interface of Twitter, and two, like, on just, like, pure, like, uh, communication and reading. So the setup for this one will be, like, someone uh, put out a tweet declaring that a group of people does a certain activity, and that's usually in a negative connotation. It'll be, like, um... You know, like, uh, the bitches will really shop at Pick and Save instead of Metro Market, SMH. <laughs> and then someone will retweet that and just say, I'm bitches. Yes. <laughs> Implying that, one, they do shop at the Metro Market over Pick and Save, and two, who, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it really takes ownership of whatever behavior is being... It has that, like, devil-may-care attitude to it. And it's, like, universal enough, because people will always be dismissing the behaviors of groups that they don't like. Yep. And then people will always be taking, like, ownership of that behavior. Yeah, exactly. What I really like about this meme is this is one that I've, like, put in my back pocket and I'm, like, ready to (laughs) fire out at any moment. Like, I'm just waiting for somebody to say or tweet at me or something along the lines of, Magic players just waste their money on, on cardboard, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm magic, magic players. Because <laughs> I, I don't care. It's something I enjoy, and it's something that I, I love doing. So. It does also have that, like, where it can be, like, 
uh, be applied to like your specific like interests and stuff in your life where it's just mm-hmm. like there's always warring factions there yeah but then you can it's it's great it really allows you to draw a line in the sand about yourself yeah <laughs> I love that I love I love that image and the one example that you used when you explained <laughs> this to me I thought was hysterical and a perfect uh, encapsulation of everything this meme was and as as if somebody had tweeted out bros always be podcasting and you tweet back I'm bros. <laughs> Which I love. That is just the motto of the Zima Podcasting Network at this point. And I love it. So, oh man, it's so tough to compare these. We're at five minutes already. I'm, as much as I love the how applicable I'm blank can be used, Powerful Shaggy is just something, it is a new level of meme. I love anything with associated lore. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. That's exactly what it is. It's building a lore around Shaggy. I feel like Shaggy exists like kind of adjacent to like the Cthulhu mythos now. Yes. So I will vote for powerful Shaggy. It's an elder god. Now. May he the spare old me. gods. <laughs> he spare me his wrath. Yeah, I think uh, I think for the good of our souls, the good of our mortal souls, we should move Shaggy forward. No, I I, I totally agree. I think there's something new that. The powerful Shaggy meme. Captures. It has a narrative quality. Yeah, I think that's what I really like about it. Like, <laughs> I hope they somehow reference this in like the direct-to-video <laughs> Scooby-Doo movies. That would be just fantastic to see this play out in some absurd way. I, I like I mentioned, uh, Matt, so Matthew Lillard is like a big focus of these memes uh, because the live-action ones are so easy to make fun of. Mm-hmm. But he's been in on the joke. He's he's retweeted the subreddit. The the subreddit. There's a powerful oh, Shaggy subreddit. Oh, yeah, it's r slash badass Shaggy. So and he's retweeted that, and he's wanted people to make more. He's contributed a little bit. He himself. probably just wants his career to come back. That's probably true. I think he still does the voices and things like that, oh, which he does is Shaggy's cool. voice. Yeah, because that I, is interesting. I forget who used to do his voice in the past. I don't think it... No, Frank Welker did uh, Fred's voice. But at any rate, I believe the actor who um, pa- who played Shaggy had passed away, and so oh. then Matthew Lillard took up the helm there. So. Well, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's probably making some decent money off of those direct-to-video it's probably a movies. money laundering scam, so yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, yes, as we said, for the safety of... All the human race are going to move pow- powerful Shaggy forward into the semifinal rounds. Let's review the standings, shall we? So we have explaining to Miss Juicy moving forward to face off against the cultural traveling SpongeBob, and then we have what if we kissed going up against powerful Shaggy. All right, let's get five minutes on the clock to handle the number eight seed explaining Miss Juicy going up against the number five seed cultural SpongeBob. Here we go. I just thought in my head that you could make a meme, the Miss Juicy meme about cult, like cultural SpongeBob, like me trying to explain, me frantically trying to explain that for 24 hours everybody was posting memes of SpongeBob <laughs> with various like folk music behind him, <laughs> like someone who's not on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> this was juicy. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I can see it so vividly in my head. Twitter oh, night man. mode. It's great. And what's What's cool about that is that sort of elevates the strengths of both of these memes, I think. you know. Yeah, it highlights them. <laughs> yeah, because Cultural Spongebob was just this this precious moment in time. This 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 fleeting treasure, a fleeting ray of light <laughs> through the storm that is life. And then we have Explaining Miss Juicy, which uh, <laughs> helps sort of capture that moment when you have something very specific and personal to you that you just need to get out. I think they both have... I mean, Miss Juicy's been like three different memes I think in the past year okay or at least part of three different memes sure. through her association with uh, Little Women Atlanta and Spongebob is just like an eternal powerhouse of memes yep. <laughs> yeah it's crazy because people people have been talking about how Spongebob might end in the next couple of years I know they're talking about a, a prequel series uh, what? it's interesting to, it'll be interesting to see if this level of meme production will continue. We're going to have to talk more about a Spongebob prequel later because that sounds insane. I don't know what it's going to be about. <laughs> I haven't the foggiest, but... Spongebob, son, borrow Spongebob? Oh my it's gosh. a Boruto joke for all the Naruto fans. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's... I think as long as 
the SpongeBob episodes stay in syndication. <laughs> like this will be this will be the reality of our life. We'll come back every six SpongeBob months to memes. talk about memes, and SpongeBob will always be there. It'll it's it's crazy. I think uh, does that give cultural SpongeBob a strength or weakness? Like. Well, then we're talking about the meta game of SpongeBob memes versus and I think we like have to. little little woman Atlanta memes. <laughs> again, is this where you have, would have seen yourself when you started in the meme game years yes. ago? <laughs> Once again, yes. Awesome. Yeah, I oh, man, I think are, are we a little numb to SpongeBob memes? Is there any? Is, I don't think so because every time there's a new one, I love it. It's true. Yeah, they usually they they always seem to capture something unique that I didn't notice Even when in the show like, before. Something that isn't related to SpongeBob, SpongeBob memes still find their way in. Yeah. Like there was the there's a the the meme of saying like I hear something or like I don't hear nothing. Yeah. And like they would put it on that uh that uh, just a picture of one of like the fish background characters from SpongeBob eating a burger and looking displeased. Okay. And it would just be like I don't hear nothing. That's right. I have <laughs> seen that. Or one. they would make her smile using the face app like yep. editing tool. They would say I hear something and it slaps. Oh. <laughs> That makes me happy for some reason. <laughs> so SpongeBob just infects every meme at some level. At some yeah. point, like you will have a SpongeBob meme based in another meme. Yeah, I think what it comes down to me for this, <laughs> but matchup, I love this juicy. Yeah, exactly. It's just like what encapsulates where we want memes to go. Like, do we want it to keep within that realm of? I can send this in my group chat and people will get it, like explaining this juicy. Or do we want it to be this insane, surreal art project that is cultural traveling SpongeBob? It's that you need like a basic concept of like video editing to put together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it, does that create a barrier to entry? Do I you think, think so? Yeah, that's interesting. I do think, juicy. All you need is two pictures and an idea. It's true. Do you think that accessibility is important to memes? I think uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting because my some, brain just short circuited. No, no, it's I, I, I think to a certain degree it is, but at the same time, there's an appeal to memes being sort of an in circle joke, like uh, cultural SpongeBob was. Like I've noticed that memes are becoming more accessible in general. Okay, now that, like you can mark up images on your phone. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So I've seen like you see I've seen a, a switch away from like the standard meme text, which would have been like impact with a black border, right? To like uh, just the iPhone markup text. Okay, huh? That's interesting, and. Uh, Man, it's tough to say whether I want to see more memes. So I think accessibility in memes is good. I'm yeah. Say that. Okay. I think that's I th- I think that's giving points maybe to explain to Miss Juicy. I feel like I could show that to more people and more people would get Instantly it. Instantly get it. Whereas yeah. if you showed them the SpongeBob thing, they'd be like, "What in the name of God do you do with your time?" <laughs> Like who are you? It's like I don't even know you anymore. It's like I, <laughs> I can see myself showing my my mom, Miss Juicy and SpongeBob, and her understanding Miss Juicy more implicitly. Yeah. Did like, the SpongeBob one where it's like the the me boiling water, and she'd be like, what? <laughs> and, and no, I think that's a good point, and that gets sort of to a, a related idea in that the. Explaining to Miss Juicy meme is just easier to read. Like, the, the joke is easy. It just hits you immediately. You, you, what's really fascinating about it, like I mentioned at the end of the last round, these are two different unrelated pictures that were put together and somebody captured a moment, a relatable moment. And that's really cool. I think that constructed element of memes is really cool. Not that the cultural SpongeBob isn't some sort of combination of ideas and that sort of thing too but it is still very focused on that vacant stare of Spongebob in that moment and maybe isn't you know greater than the sum of its parts who knows it did only last for 24 hours <laughs> yeah there's something there's something to negative, it there's but something to it holding it back so, I'm gonna vote for Miss Juicy I'll vote for I Miss like Juicy her as more. Well. <laughs> yeah it's a very pleasant meme I feel like there's still more I have to say about it cultural yeah. Spongebob just Miss Juicy is like a, a a large container you can put your other ideas in. Whereas yeah. SpongeBob is like not. Right. The, the SpongeBob is the tip of a spear. Yeah. Miss wow. Juicy is a, a beautiful reservoir of information. Yeah. I love that. Good for Miss Juicy. Yeah. <laughs>
All right. So, Miss Juicy's moving on to the finals. We have one more semifinal matchup to talk about. We have What If We Kissed going up against Powerful Shaggy, the number two and three seeds. Let's get five minutes on the clock. Let's go. This is a weird one. I feel feel like we're going to be opposed. (laughs) So, I'm glad you brought up how memes are created again. Because the What If We Kissed one takes you uh, takes advantage of a lot of emojis and things like that and sort of going over the top with filters and yeah 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 it's like very that. like a deep fried meme yeah exactly and that's something that you could probably execute on your phone right yeah you just yeah. have to save it and refilter it like a dozen times exactly so that's that's really cool to me i think that even though the what if we kissed is a bit more of a specific closed joke than something like miss juicy is i think the fact that it is so accessible in its construction is really that's that's cool it's 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 speaking to the way that memes are going nowadays powerful shaggy i (laughs) powerful shaggy if we're going to talk about barriers to entry like (laughs) you have to um i feel like for a powerful shaggy meme to be funny it probably takes a certain level of like um suspension of disbelief i don't know that's the right turn of phrase to create it uh intelligence like okay. to be able to like write that kind of like uh when you see the screenshots from like the behind the scenes like it's a, the other cast members speaking in this very like like uh like uh, i don't know how to describe it like upfront like intimidated but like yeah. factual tone yeah where it's like a, a dwight Schrute testimonial almost that yeah. kind of like tone of voice it's very like, <clears throat> clinical in a way yes, yes. like here's the reality it's of just our like world. i once saw shaggy like do something like uh yeah. It takes, I think it takes more skill to create the powerful Shaggy because it doesn't have that set blueprint of like taking an absurd image concept idea like Toyotathon or Honda Days or yeah. um, I don't know, like on top of the bean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh man, powerful Shaggy, it's, it does take a certain willingness to be absurd one of because you see memes like that that are more like narrative based and like sometimes they flop because the person just wasn't good at writing it yeah yeah it's true what one of the, my favorite variations on the shaggy one was it was linda carlini talking about her role as as velma in the live action version she said i didn't actually exist before these films were made. <laughs> they had actually forgotten to cast somebody as velma because they were so overwhelmed by shaggy's power and he just wheeled me into existence and i never in my life oh, would like have thought swim sketch it's true. It That's has what a powerful it, Shaggy is like. It has that weird darkness to it. Yeah, and I just I never in my life would have thought to myself, hmm, it would be funny if the character Shaggy wheeled Linda Cardellini, one of my favorite actresses, into into existence. Like that just isn't a train of thought that people have. <laughs> and oh man, I th- I think you bring up a good point in that. That's something that sort of holds. It does take a skill. Back. It does yeah. take a skill. Whereas like. What if we kissed? Is knowing like the right amount of emojis to use. Yep. And like, uh, where to put it? Yeah, exactly. Like I could see one now. I just watched Thor Ragnarok for the first time the other day, and like I can see it in my head that image of like spoilers. Surtur plunging his like giant sword into the bowels of Asgard. Yeah. Like having a screenshot of the moment it's exploding, and saying like, "What if we kissed?" on Asgard as it shattered. Oh my gosh, I love it. That would, be, that would make a lot of people laugh, because a lot of people see the MCU movies, as I'm told. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have heard. We're <laughs> on the water cooler. Yeah, I, no, I, I think that's true. I think I think there's something think to of it. something insane. Yeah, and that does sort of tap into a little bit of the ridiculousness, the, the whole glacier of ridiculousness that powerful Shaggy is. And I think that's a strength of What If We Kissed, is you can really pull back on it, and you can really go ridiculous with it. Like another one I saw was "What if we kissed in the infinite infinite void of space and time?" Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that touches a little bit on that cosmic level of of ridiculousness that powerful Shaggy has, uh, without being too inaccessible. Again, if we're sort of going by the criteria of which one are you more likely to send to a group chat, show to your parents, which I'm one reads likely, better? What if we kissed? Yeah. I'm sending that to, I send those to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I make them sometimes. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's, 
I think it's got a little bit more universal appeal. Powerful Shaggy is a, tapping into a very specific sense of humor, I think. Um, I enjoy them a good chunk of the time, but there's some of them where I'm just like, this is too insane for me. Like, one of them was Sarah Michelle Geller. Like, I couldn't look Shaggy directly in the eyes because I would get multiple orgasms at once. I'm like, <laughs> I think okay, that sure. One. See, that's like a, that's a lower brow one. Yeah, exactly. And it, I, I like the ones that sort of... Like, even the low brow, yeah. what if we kissed ones are still really funny. Yeah. Like, I saw one the other day, and it was like, kind of written in cry text, you know what I mean? Okay. And it was an image of that, like, that cat with the crying face. Oh, yeah. It said, what if we... I, I think I have to show it to you because I can't speak like this. <laughs> <laughs> it, is t- it is tough to explain memes over the airwaves, that's for sure. I, I can't, like... I can't vocalize this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's crying cat, and it says, what if we kissed and held hands? But oh. it's, it's broken because this cat is emotionally stunted. Yeah. It, there, there were semicolons thrown yeah. in there. It's Crytex, which is another meme in itself. Okay, I have never even seen that I've before. Never seen Crytex. I've never seen Crytex. It's not a Twitter meme. It's a. It's it, it's just an element of the internet I've been yeah. missing out on. Yeah. Okay. I th- I think that speaks to it though. I think we're moving. What if we kissed what if forward? We kissed? Be merciful, Shaggy. You have been removed from the standings. No! He okay. understands. <laughs> he understands. Shaggy understands. He's, he's a merciful god. <laughs> All right. What so, if we kissed on Monster Island? Is that what it's called in that movie? Monster? Is that the first one? Where do uh, they go? Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? No, in the live action. Don't they go to a place called... Oh, you're right. They do. And it's run by Rowan Atkinson for some reason. Yeah. That was a weird movie. It was bad. Oh, my gosh. I'll go that far. Yeah, that's true. And... They've been talking about doing live-action remakes of those movies, and I don't even know where to begin. Well, I don't think they could get a better Freddy than Freddy Prince Jr., to be honest. It's true. He's the best Freddy. Yeah. 100%. Wasn't there a Freddy... Freddy uh, iCarly? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was the first Freddy to pop into my head, but here we are. Freddy Krueger? Freddy Krueger? No. Freddy... Oh, gosh, I'm going to show my nerd cards here in Freddy Fazbear the only other from five nights of freddy's good it's probably best you don't know anything about that fandom <laughs> i don't actually play the games but the the lore around it is just in oh my man you want to talk about insanely dark ridiculous cosmic weird things like powerful shaggy this is a game about uh, like chuck e cheese you'd think <laughs> you'd think so yeah anyway i thought i knew <laughs> We're moving on to the finals for the best 2019 memes so far. 2019's most dank Twitter memes. Part one. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to... January to June. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we have in the title for most dank so far, the number eight seed explained to Miss Juicy going up against the number two seed, What If We Kissed? Let's get five minutes on the clock. So I think something important is to talk about like how the punchlines of these memes make me feel. Okay. Like the brain process cuz like that's uh, meme as a form of language is based on like intense emotional reaction to images and text. Yeah. And I think when I see the Miss Juicy, the way I read it is I read like the first part very fast and then when I see Miss Juicy's face like my brain shuts off. Yeah. There's just, like, silence in my brain, and that's what makes me laugh. Yeah. It's just seeing her, like, expression of, like, blank, un- mis- like, non-understanding and, like, yeah. confusion and yeah. maybe apprehension, and I just go, like, and then I laugh. Yeah. There's so much in her facial expression. <laughs> I love it. There's, like, a little bit of tiredness, a little bit of, like, comfort, a little bit of irritation at, like, The fact that whatever. she's wrapped in that blanket. It's like a, like a Dallas Cowboys <laughs> blanket or something, a little tie blanket or something. Oh, gosh. It's... That's, that's one thing I really want to applaud about this meme, in that it's this unrelated image bursting in on another unrelated image, and it captures this unique moment in time that we all, all, all sort of experienced. I oh, think that's... When I some, read a What If We Kissed meme... My brain feels like fireworks and very loud static. It's true. And like like amp feedback. Yeah, it's like I shot like pop rocks up yeah. my nose or something. It makes me feel insane, yeah. which I love so much. 
I think that's what I want the most out of a meme is that feeling of just like insanity. Yeah, just that really <sighs> manic elation. Yeah, like the first one I ever ever saw. I told you about this off mic, but the the what if we kissed on the big shell from Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's it just like. I saw that, and it was, like, this low-res screenshot of the big shell, which is this kind of, like, strange environment in the game, and I wanted to scream at my phone for showing me that. Like, oh it was gosh. such a good feeling. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. No, I think I think what's really cool about both these memes is that they've sort of tapped into some element of nostalgia kind of like a, for both of them. Like a basal emotion, emotional response, too, where you're just, like brought into having an emotion very suddenly yeah it's 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 really it's a blast to read both i'm i'm I'm, i've looked through lists of both of these and i've just had a joy looking at all of what they have to provide and i'm glad they're so flexible because they've allowed some some really really insane jokes i i don't know it's it's tough to say which one for me i like better because i like how applicable explaining to miss juicy is that one I I hadn't seen seen a meme really quite capture that specifically, but you could probably say the same thing about what if we kiss. That captures sort of that Tumblr era sort of flirting style, and it's really odd and awkward and cringy. And absolutely, yeah. Like I I think I mentioned maybe during the first round that it was I've never seen a meme lean so much into the it's satire, self. and yeah, <laughs> it's it's really really cool. I. I like both of these memes a lot. I think, and also like uh, maybe to its detriment in terms of talking about a Twitter meme. But what if we kiss? Definitely pulls from different corners of like meme style. Yeah, like you said, it captures that kind of like Tumblr ethos of bad flirting. Yep. But then it also captures that kind of that Instagram nature of being like extremely deep fried and like yep. low pixel quality, <laughs> and. <laughs> Kind of like the Instagram like mode of speech too, where it just says like "What if we kissed?" Yeah, like tag twenty followers or something like that. But, uh, what if we kissed on the Instagram Explore page? Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, I think that's an important thing though. Is it's to a holistic see... meme. Yeah, it's and a consumed work of meme, internet meme. Yeah, it it pulls from everywhere and it can sort it sort of has its place everywhere. Like, what if we kiss because of its deep fried quality, as you've been saying? I could see it on Twitter on just a sort of casual glance through my feed and I could very well see it in the depths of some weird forum that I probably shouldn't be producing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like and it feels welcome in both spaces. It really has this element of being the internet in this two hundred by two hundred pixel image. It's crazy. Uh, I, I think that's a, a real strength of it. I explained to Miss Juicy feels like a for better or for worse, natural progression of sort of what memes tap into we're getting you know, into more more specific social interactions that sort of thing uh and they're obviously very relatable yeah but a lot of power dynamics between like you and your mom <laughs> it's, it's true amusing to my mom why i need like the shiny hollow blastoise oh yeah that is a cool card i have one nice <laughs> i was able to explain to my mom <laughs> <laughs> man we're at five minutes already and i I think I'm leaning towards right now. This isn't this isn't the final say necessarily. I want to welcome you to push back. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning toward what if we kissed. I'm leaning towards Miss Juicy. I'm glad I brought what if we kissed this far. Yeah, but I think Miss Juicy is like a, a like perfect Twitter meme in a way. Okay, where it's based on image. It takes advantage of like the Twitter format. Um, I don't think you could really recreate it anywhere aside okay. from taking a screenshot of the original like meme and posting it right yeah see the reason i'm leaning towards what if we kissed is because it feels like such a community project of of the internet (laughs) we take instagram's filters yeah we take tumblr's like broken (laughs) inability to flirt language yeah (laughs) and it takes and twitter's like deeply like insane brain humor yeah exactly and it it it, it just feels like the entire internet and i love that i if we're gonna go by some of our older criteria of the shareability and being able to show it and understand it and read it easily enough i think explaining miss juicy definitely takes that yeah what can you show your mom and she'll laugh right 
Oh man, that's once again. My mom's not gonna laugh out. What if we kissed at Toyotathon? Yeah, that's true. She's gonna think it's stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah, I. Ugh. Whereas Miss Juicy might have a more broad appeal. Yeah. So, do you think that's that's more important in a meme that a, a meme sort of breaks from internet culture to become a joke all its own, or do you think if a meme more leans into what the internet is, if that's a strength? I think that's what the conversation is coming down to is 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 the internet. I think it's just more about the communication. Yeah, because memes are about like communicating an idea, a feeling, an emotion. You call them a language, but yeah, meme. There's meme language. Yeah, and like uh, so you have what if we kissed, which communicates this like absurd mm-hmm. vision between like a very like typical like statement that you might hear somewhere, and then just like pairing it with something insane, like what if we kissed on like. Or like the the premiere of Cats, the musical by Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh man. I think communication is a is a is a really good point because explaining to Miss Juicy can progress and fit you into could, a conversation. I could do this. Me trying to explain to my mom why the "What if we kissed" memes are funny. My yeah. Mom. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Miss Juicy might be a more universal, like beautiful meme. Yeah. It. It's like. Oh man, I forget exactly what it's called. I think it's called the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. And it's literally a site that makes up words. I'm going somewhere with this, don't, don't okay. worry. It's a, <laughs> it's a site that makes up words to capture specific ideas. And so, like, for example, they have this word called sonder. And That's a real word, isn't it? It might have been. I think so. Okay. I think it's Dutch. Oh, there you go. Well, maybe they're not making up words then. Maybe they're digging through specific... Uh, languages and things like that to pull this sort of thing out. But Sonder references the moment that you realize everybody's life is just as complex and deep as yours. Yeah. And I feel like Miss Juicy sort of does that? <laughs> That's the face I get when I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's like we've all had this interaction of trying to like frantically explain to somebody that we care so deeply about something and we so deeply want them to understand why and they're just... <laughs> They just blind face. Less. Yeah, exactly. And they're just so disconnected and a little bit frightened. <laughs> and I don't feel like we had a word. We had a had a meme for that specific moment, and that's what makes that meme really good. Oh man, let's okay. So let's put it this way: explaining to Miss Juicy is a meme that, in some ways, feels necessary because it captures these cool moments. Yes. What if we kissed is just the wild excess of the internet in one giant, oh, in one giant picture. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and could we have gone without it? Probably. I prefer we didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it existed, and I'm glad it's around, and I'm, I'm glad I'm still seeing more of it. Both of these, I think, among the eight, have probably had the most longevity. Yeah. I think these two have probably the lasted the longest, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I can see myself using Explaining Miss Juicy a lot more. Me as well. Yeah. Is that the winner? I think Miss Juicy wins. Congratulations, Miss Juicy. 2019's most dank so far. We'll see if she continues to hold that record throughout the rest of the course of the year. Yeah, God knows what we'll get. I'm so excited. That's, That's the thing. It's This has only been about six months, and we already have these insane memes that we do not know how to process sometimes. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. I There's only one really honorable mention I want to make. I didn't want to put it on the bracket quite yet because it was like happening as we were creating this lineup of eight. And it was the me and the boys meme, and it was all the old Spider-Man villains, like the Rhino and Green Goblin and Electro and the Vulture, I think. I did not see this one. It's great so, it's the 1960s spider-man okay, yeah. so again sort of tapping back into the the classic meme formula and some classic reservoirs of of, of meme meme images and it's they just all have this really awkwardly drawn low quality smile on their faces you know how cartoons were just sort of churned out at that, at, bad. that age yeah it's just bad and it captures this weird sort of mischievousness of me and the boys. It's funny. Look them, look them up. It's just All right, I'm going to have to find these ones. Yeah. Anything else that you've see, been seeing on Twitter lately that really tickles your fancy? Oh, man. It's so hard to, like, 
think of it. <laughs> yeah, it's true because this is this constant stream of content, <laughs> it's like and, pure content all the time. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint those moments, but yeah, I, I um, I'm trying to think of just like reaction images that I've been seeing used lately. Yeah, so it was a meme for a little bit that um, Beyonce and Jay Z were at um one of the the NBA finals games. Oh right! And there was that lady that like reached over Beyonce to talk to Jay Z, uh-huh. and someone like read their lips, and she's just asking if he wants a vodka soda wine. Right. But Beyonce looks so, so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce truly looks like she's like, about to like kill someone. Like truly offended. Yeah, that one was good seeing the rounds. That was for a fun while. to see the the permutations of that. Yeah, absolutely. I. I think that's really cool when that sort of thing happens in real time. So often we see memes reach back into the annals of pop culture history and just pull something really weird and specific out and run, run with that. But when it happens in real time like that is, is, is kind of interesting. Yeah, I am really excited and a little bit frightened to see how the rest of 2019 goes if, if any of these have to speak to the next six months <laughs> just faster <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's another thing we've been talking about is how quickly these come and go like i think there's gonna be some folks who are listening right now who still don't know what cultural spongebob is yeah they will just have missed it completely yeah. And they'll never see it again. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> that's how memes go. And. Oh, you know what? There was that one meme before we, like, shut it down. I just remembered this one, the And I Oop. Did you ever see that? I have not, and I haven't the slightest what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, uh. <laughs> so there's this, this is gonna tell a lot about where I am on Twitter. There's this drag queen named jasmine masters okay who's kind of famous for like uploading these videos where she just says something like somewhat outlandish okay and crude and very mean okay (laughs) and she was in this one and she's wearing these huge earrings and as she like starts like moving around to like yell one of the earrings is like about to fall off it's just making a point she goes and i whoop that's one of her <laughs> earrings like starts to fall okay and that's like just saying that has become a meme or like using that video as like the end of a sentence has become a meme that's really good i like that and then there are a lot of memes from like the 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 tati james charles jeffrey star scandal oh, which i mean true. even if you don't know who those three are and i I beseech you that you don't. I feel like you might be familiar with them because they slightly they do permeate the internet a little, like yeah. insanely. I had friends who knew nothing about who they were asking me because they kept seeing jokes about it. Yeah, I was like, is this really that far reaching? Right. Then you look, and James Charles lost like three million subscribers in a day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it is. That's like a that's a small city. Right. Well, it's a big city. Yeah. Gosh, that's so hard to comprehend. <laughs> Yeah, I, I follow some YouTube personalities, so I caught wind there of some of that. There were memes of that that were pretty good. Yeah. Of, like, the fake crying. <laughs> Fantastic. Someone I someone commented, like, a lot of these YouTubers are leaving, like, very long pauses in their highly edited videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's... They're, they're, the only really semblance I got of that was like, oh boy, I'm probably getting into a whole different beast here, but it was, I follow most of, like, most of my YouTube connections are with the gaming YouTube. So there was all the nonsense that went down with, with Pro Jared and, and all then that. And like, this is a day later that the James Charles stuff happened, right? Right. It was just a shit story. <laughs> it, it just all of this stuff. The memes that come out of, like, very petty personal traumas of, like, <laughs> <laughs> people like that. Oh, do gosh. make me laugh, especially when they're all very wealthy and they're going to bounce back. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the word. I don't advocate laughing at human misery, but when it's a rich person, I think you're allowed to. Right. Yeah, and it's just like with the, the pro Jared situation, his, his viewership went up, but his subscriptions went down. Uh, the moment that encapsulated it most for me was... We're getting to a larger conversation of internet culture here, but I think it, 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 it speaks to some of our... Uh, discussions of accessibility with memes and things like that. Um, one of the main articles I saw on Pro Jared and his situation was literally titled, Every time I learn about a new YouTuber, it's because they've done something horrible. <laughs> that was the title of the article. And I was 
like, oh crap, they're right. <laughs> they're absolutely oh, right. Man, I want to take a picture of like one of their like follower counts or whatever just dropping yep. dramatically over the course of twenty four hours and be like, what if we kissed on <laughs> <laughs> On the slope of Progerance <laughs> just declining uh subscriber on count? The declining slope of Progerance subscriber count. Oh god. Yeah, that's that's just the thing. The the memes that will come of the rest of 2019 are at the whim of whatever nonsense is about to happen on the internet. Goodness yeah. knows it could happen tomorrow, and whatever know, nonsense honestly. happens out in the world. Yep, it's yeah. crazy. The world, the the meme world has only just begun. It's crazy. So, thanks so much for being on the show, Michael. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Always fun course. to talk about memes. Yes, absolutely. Hope you guys have enjoyed our talk about 2019's most dank so far. Miss Juicy took home the trophy today. Explaining Miss Juicy, classic meme, touching on uh, an important part of our daily lives. So, thanks so much for listening. This has been Who You Got. If you guys are interested at all in hearing a specific topic on Who You Got, please feel free to mention on any of the socials. Zima Podcasting Network is on Instagram, Facebook, and then, of course, we're on Apple Podcasts and Anchor and and any sort of podcasting medium you can imagine. Wherever you're listening, comment below, leave a review, and we will be happy to take into consideration your ideas for the next episode of Who You Got. This has been Dayton Hammond. We'll see you next time.